Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 19th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of God, the miracles that God performed through the life of Jesus. I started this series on January 2nd of this year, and here we are, May 19th, and we're still in the series. And I believe next week we're going to wrap up the series. But for over five months, we've been studying the miracles of Jesus, studying how God performed a supernatural act after a supernatural act after a supernatural act through the life of Jesus. And then we've been learning how that applies to us. Well, one of the ways that it applies to us is that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Put that in the chat. As Jesus is, so am I. First John 4 and 17. So we're supposed to see ourselves as Jesus is. Jesus himself said that the works that I do, you're going to do, and even greater works because I go unto the Father. So we're supposed to live like Jesus on this planet. We're supposed to identify with Jesus and be a human conduit of the divine. We've been learning so many life lessons from the miracles. There are messages put in the chat, messages in the miracles. And what we did was when we got to the last miracle, the miracle of Lazarus, we really took our time. We studied Lazarus for about six weeks. And I've been giving you some life lessons from Lazarus. This is part seven of that. So I'm done with Lazarus after today. And then I'm going to provide you some type of recap for the miracles next week. I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive, because I believe that today your faith is going to be built up. Say that out loud. My faith is going to be built up through this message. Get ready to receive the word. Praise God. There are messages in the miracles. We've been learning all of this. And let me share with you a scripture that we've been looking at all year long at our church, Psalms 126 and verse 4 from the Passion Translation is something we're standing on. And, and this is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Now, Lord, do it again. What, what are we asking God to do again? The text says, restore us to the former glory. Like there was, I've shared with you that in this past season, a lot of people went through difficulty, circumstances, and situations, and it's almost as if they lost something, like their areas of their heart went dry. But in this season, the Bible says, the text says, Lord, restore us to the former glory. Say, Lord, do it again. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So what we want to see is every dry area in your heart to be drenched Again, by God's anointing, by God's love, his grace, and his favor, say amen to that. All right, so so John chapter 11, we've been in this for about six weeks now. And uh, uh, we went through the whole miracle. We learned a lot from the life of Lazarus and the, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And I've been giving you life lessons from Lazarus. Uh, this is part seven of that. So this morning, I have five things to share with you on this Friday morning. As I get into these five things, this is where I need you to lock in. Rid your heart and mind of all distractions, and then receive what God is saying. You ready? I'm going to give you five things, and I want you to apply that to your life today. Here's number one. Faith will require you to actively believe God for the impossible. Put this in the chat. My faith is active, right? So what you, what you don't want is passive faith. Some people are somewhat passive with their faith to the point where they say, well, since Rick, you said God does everything that he does by grace and grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Therefore, God, or and Rick, you told me that God made plans for me from the foundations of the world. 
right? And that God already mapped out my life before I ever lived one day. And so therefore, Rick, because of what you said, I'm just going to sit back and just wait and let God do what he already planned to do in my life. Well, then let me also tell you, since you're telling me what I said, let me also tell you that faith is something you say. Faith is something you do. Faith is a seed that you sow based on what God revealed to you about your future. You must be active in your faith. Faith actively lays hold of God's grace. So while it is true that God does everything by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved, while it is true that God reveals to us our future, he gives us glimpses of our future in our present, while that's true, God also, it is also true that God expects us to now live by faith. I have to make decisions in the present, not based on what I see with my natural eyes. I have to make decisions in the present based on what God revealed to me in the spirit. Therefore, faith is active. I must actively perform whatever I need to perform in order to lay hold of God's best. God reveals something to me that is future to me, but past to him. And then for me to live by faith, I have to live off of that reality, but I have to be active about it. I have to actively get engaged with God. Jesus actively showed up on the scene. Then he actively told them, roll away the stone. They had to actively take the stone and roll the stone away. They had to give him access to the body, right? And so you have to participate in your breakthrough. Put that in the chat. Say, Lord, I participate in my own breakthrough. I get involved in my own prosperity. I I want to participate. How do I do it? I'm going to remove doubt, doubt, overcome fear, overcome doubt, overcome unbelief, and I actively get you involved. Even when it defies human logic, even when it defies human reasoning, even when it defies common sense, I believe God because faith prompts, put this in the chat, faith prompts God's participation. I've told you many times that for you, for God to operate in your life, you must cooperate with him. So my faith is prompting God's participation. My faith is invoking God's involvement. My faith is welcoming God to do what only God can do. My faith, watch this, is compelled I am compelling God to partake in his plans because I am compelled by what God revealed to me. And so I'm showing God, I'm speaking to God, I'm I'm, I'm revealing, I, I'm, I'm praying back to God the prayers that he already prayed over me. So when God shows me something in my prayer closet, watch this, what is God looking for? He's looking for me to pray back to him what he already prayed over me. Father, I thank you for this and that. Father, I believe and I receive. you. Father, I believe that you want to do this in my life. So I act. I ask for it. Father, I believe that you want to do this in my life. So I get you engaged in it. Father, I believe that you want to do And because I believe it, I'm going to go fill out this resume. I'm going to go fill out this paperwork. I'm going to file for this incorporation. I'm going to put in this application. Whatever I need to do, faith is active. I am prompting your participation in my life because I'm going to do something based on what I believe that you revealed to me. Now, you, you're telling me it's already mine. It's already done. But then at the same time, you tell me I have to go do some stuff to get what's already done and I am willing to do it. Faith welcomes God. Faith welcomes miracles. Faith welcomes God's involvement. Faith calls on God. Faith, when they rolled away the stone, they was like, okay, Jesus said, roll away the stone. They rolled away the stone. They was like, okay, Jesus, go ahead. Do what only you can do. Faith gets God involved. Faith rolls away every stone, every obstacle. Faith, Faith says, Lord, Lord, let me get this out of the way. Any any blessing blocker, watch this. Say this out loud. Put it in the chat. I remove every blessing blocker. With anything that's blocking the blessing, let me get that out of the way. I welcome you, God, to do what only you can do. I, I engage you. Faith engages God's grace in an act 
active form in an active way on a daily basis, say amen to that. You are the just. I am the just. And guess what? We live by faith. So faith is not, oh, I'm just going to sit back and wait for God to do it. No, 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 no. I'm just going to sit back and wait. Now, if God tells you to wait, then wait. But if not, there, there are moments where God is going to require you to go out there and go do something. You got to fill out that application, you know, file, file for this, engage with that. Uh, and here's another thing. I've taught you this principle before too. In the kingdom of God, almost nothing happens until you announce it. So sometimes one of the things that God will want you to do is take him public. Uh, put this in the chat. Say, I am not afraid of being public with my faith. Like, like there, there will be moments where God needs you to announce it, to say it before it happens so that you can see it happen. And if you're, if you're too afraid to say it, then you're not going to receive it. I mean, like if you can't even say it, like fix your lips to say it, take God public, say amen to that. You got it? That was number one. All right. Number two, God wants us whole. Say, God wants me whole. Put that in the chat. Lord, I thank you. You want me whole. What am I saying? Lazarus, Lazarus's re resurrection from the dead was not just a temporary thing. It was a complete transformation. He, he came and listen, God provides complete change. When in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he is therefore a new creation, a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. When God, when you watch this, when you're born again, you are a new creature. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. God has made you new. The problem is that you don't know how to live in the reality of the newness that Jesus died to provide you. You're born again, you are new, but you don't know how to live in the reality of what you have in the spirit. And so what happens with discipleship, which is why you watch today's word, you go to your local church. What happens with discipleship is we teach you how to live in the reality of what's already yours, how to experience what God has already provided. And so you are a new creature. Listen, when you're in Christ Jesus, God doesn't want you, being born again, God doesn't want you to you to just say, oh, okay, well, now I know I'm going to heaven someday, but I'm going to live miserable down here in the earth. No, no, no. It's a complete and total transformation. It's just that you don't know how to live like it. And so, so God wants you to be alive and free. This is, I made this point in the series when Jesus, when the stone was rolled away and Jesus looks in, in the tomb and, and the bodies there wrapped up in dead stuff. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, <laughs> popped up like a mummy. He's there, but he's still wrapped up in, in grave clothes. And then he said to the people present, loose that man and let him go. He, and, and I made the point that you need other people to help you. Like, you know, you need a community of believers. You need to be connected to a church, all of that. I've made that point. But anyway, Jesus didn't want him alive, but bound. And that's how it is with you. God doesn't want you to be born again, but still be bound in dead stuff. God doesn't want you to be born again, but still be so bound that you can't do anything. God wants you born again, alive and free. God wants you to walk in the newness of the life that Christ Jesus provided you. And let me make this point. He says, now you're raised from the dead. Let's take all that dead stuff off of him because I don't want neither you nor everybody else to identify with the dead stuff. Here's my point. God doesn't want you to be born again, but still be bound by your past. Listen, you are born again. Do not judge your future by your past. You're born again, and God, God doesn't want you to be held back by your past. God wants you to be so free that you can walk in the newness of the life that Christ Jesus provided 
for you, that you walk in, in, in life, that you are born again, but you're not just born again, you're born again and free so that God can do everything that he wants to do in your life. Say amen to that. God, God wants you completely whole. And I want to be completely whole. Thank, thank you, Lord, for that, right? All right, number three, God's miracles often exceed our wildest imaginations. God will blow your mind. Like, I mean, like, so I want you to pause for a moment. Think about your life. Like, right, right now, think about your life where you are in life. Now, think about the greatest picture of what you think your life would be, right? Let's say that... Um, that you're thinking about retirement or like you're working, like what would your retirement home look like? What, what would, what would like, uh, what would like dream vacations look like? What would, or you making an impact on Like Isabella had always dreamed about having a school and now she, now we have it. And so like, like what has God put in your heart? And Isabella is also going to do something with women, like some kind of home for women because God put that in their heart. But what do you have in your heart? Do you want to like help women, help children, help men, help whatever? Like what's in your heart? Whatever that is, like imagine like a picture of your greatest life. And now let me read for you Ephesians chapter three and verse 20 from the Passion Translation. You have that image? Now this is what the Bible says. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. He will achieve more than your most unbelievable dream. He will exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. We serve a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think or even imagine. He will do it. It's not about us. It's about him. The text says he will do it. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. He will do more than your most unbelievable dream. He will exceed even your wildest imagination. Why? Because God's ways are higher than our ways. His power is greater than our power. His, his wisdom exceeds human understanding. Mary and Martha, they could not imagine when Jesus showed up that their brother was going to live again. I mean, like they, when Jesus was there, yeah, they were front. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Yeah, yeah, and all of that. And, and now that he's there, maybe he could do something. Maybe he could give us peace. Maybe no, but never in a mil, never in a in a million years did they think that their brother was going to rise again. Like I mean, like God is able to do that. God is able to. He will blow your mind. I'm talking about a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above. God is going to exceed your wildest imagination. He will surpass your wildest hope and your wildest dream. God doesn't just meet our needs. God is a God who exceeds them. So let's thank God for that. I hope that this series on the miracles has helped you to build up your faith for that. God's miracles. Oh, I love this statement. Watch this. Put this in the chat. God's miracles are not limited to our imagination. Glory to God. That was good. That was good. God's miracles are not limited to our imagination. Thank God for that because we don't dream big enough for God. God's miracles. Lord, say, Lord, I thank you for not being limited to my imagination. Whatever your imagination is, what, how, however big you can dream, God says, that's too small. My dreams for you are bigger than your dreams for you. Come on. I can out dream you. You, you can't out plan God and you can't out dream God. God's miracles are not limited to our imagination. 
say amen to that. Number four, I told you I have five. Here's number four. Miracles bring glory to God and faith to people. So let me explain this point. Now, I, I kind of already did a lot of teaching on how miracles bring glory to God. But now let me do a little bit about the faith to men, right? So miracles bring glory to God and faith to people or faith to men. Let me explain. When God performs a miracle, he reveals his glory. Got it. We've made that point over and over again. And, and miracles, we're on this planet to glorify God. Got it. So, so the miracles bring glory to God, right? But let's talk about faith and what miracles do for faith. Miracles help to reinforce and help to build up your faith. So seeing God's power firsthand, like with your own eyes, as Mary and Martha did, it helped them to take their faith to another level, and it will do the same for you. See, miracles can lead others to have faith. Everybody that saw Lazarus walking around after they had seen Lazarus dead did something for their faith that is almost too is difficult to explain. But, but let me try to, to exp make this point. At our church at Victory Christian Ministries International, um, we see things happen all the time that are beyond human explanation, right? So we see miracles happen on a regular basis. So it's not, it's, it's not uncommon for one of us to be ministering at VCMI and it's like, oh, I feel, uh, I don't know, a, a right shoulder. I feel a back. Who here has an issue in their back? I feel the Lord wants to heal your back. And you see the hands go up. And it was like, okay, well, in the middle of the message, let me just pray for you real quick. Hey, everybody, let's pray. We pray. We welcome the power of God. And boom, the power of God, without anybody laying hands on anything, the power of God to heal the person, touch the person. Hey, now get out of the aisles and try to do what you couldn't do this morning. And then they do, and then you see them like crying, screaming, running, whatever, right? That So it's, it's not uncommon for us to see things that are beyond human explanation. But when that happens then that helps other people build up their faith too. So let me explain. We recently had a, uh, had a service at our church and there was a man named Randy Clark that was ministering. And, and Randy did something that was, I mean, I kind of already knew this, but the way he, he articulated it was really good. Like, and so, so what he did was he taught on the power of God and he was giving uh, all of these testimonies of how God did this and God did that. And then, and then he said, now, let me, now after he, he told verbally, a bunch of stories of the glory of God. Then he said, now let me show you some videos. And then he popped up a video and we, it was a healing service. So we wanted people to get healed. But, but what he did was he taught on healing. He taught what the word says on healing. Then he gave many testimonies on healing. And then he did something that was really good. He said, let's play this video. Then he played a video and then all of these people were getting healed in the video. And in the video, he started to explain the video. Now, one that I thought was like, awesome, awesome, awesome. There was a lady that had gone to the service and these people, they were in Europe. And there was a lady that had come to, to this service and she had lost her eye many years earlier in a uh, accident. And so she had a fake eye, like, you know, like a fake eye was in the eye socket so that the eye socket is not sunken. So it looks like that. And so during the service, God gave her a new eye. And so like, as they put the camera on her, like you could actually see, like she had the fake eye in her hand that, that had been in her eye for a lot for years. And so she had the fake eye in her hand and on the camera, you could actually see the eye coming in. And first the eye was coming in and there was like a film or something over the pupil. And then over time, as they, you know, as the service was going on, that cleared up and then you could see the pupil and then the lady could see. 
And so what that did for the people that were there in Europe, that built up their faith. And then, you know, pe- people were coming and, 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 you know, they received healing and all of this stuff. And even in our church in Virginia, just seeing that, it's like, bam, it just instigated people's faith. So here's my point, is that like faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But also when you see something with your own eyes of the manifestation of God's power, it actually helps to build up your faith. The point that I'm making here is that miracles bring glory to God and faith to people. So when you see God do something for somebody else, or you're in a a service where the power of God is being manifested, then what happens is you build up your faith. And so what Randy Clark was saying is like, yeah, your faith is coming. Your faith is being built up. All right, now let me tell you this other testimony. Or then we started calling people up to the front and, and, and they were being healed. And it was like, well, what couldn't you do before? And they would explain, well, can you do it now? And they would do it and, and they would give glory to God. And so somebody else would be like, oh, now, well, I can see that. Let me build up. Why? What happens is when the, the miracles come, it brings glory to God and faith to people. So sometimes your faith just needs to be built up. The reason why I spent, God wanted me to spend five plus months, here we are, five and a half months teaching on the miracles, is so that you can build up your faith. Like going into this series back in January, maybe you had something that you thought was impossible. Maybe maybe you're battling something in your body or in your marriage or with your children or in your finances, and maybe you thought it was impossible. But over the last five months, as we've been looking at miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, I pray that your faith is being built up because the miracles bring glory to God and faith to people. And so so as your faith is being built up, here's number five. Point number five as I close for today, and I'm closing out the week with this, with this last point. I said all that to say this. You must have the faith to ask for it. Like you have to have the faith to ask for the impossible. Like if you don't have the faith to ask for it, you're not going to get it. You will never see the impossible manifested in your life if you don't ask for it. If you don't have the audacity to ask for it, you cannot get out of the out of the. You can't walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. You can't hit a home run if you don't take a swing. As a believer, for you to experience God on the level that He wants you to experience Him, you got to ask for it. Put in the chat. I will ask for it. Even Jesus. God in human form. He was there. And after they rolled away the stone, he said, Father, out loud. He said this out loud, Lord. I know you always hear me and you hear me now. And I'm saying this for the people that are here because I want them to hear it too. And then he said, Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do. Lazarus, come forth. Like, I mean, ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for the impossible. Ask for it. Like, build up your, open up your mouth. Don't just give God mental assent. Don't just give God like, oh, well, God, if God wants to do it, he could do it. Like, you know, like God is God. I don't have to. No, 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 no. You need to ask. You have not because you ask not. You need to open up your mouth and ask for it. You have the you have to have the audacity to open up your mouth and ask for the impossible. Father, I, I need you to do this thing. Come on, God. I need you to do it. And some people don't have the audacity to ask for it. Listen, at our church, we don't mess around. We ask now. Of course, living by faith, not everything that we ask for, we're going to get. There, there are times where things doesn't happen. But at our church, as an example, at our church, uh, um, I told you earlier in the week to, to pray for April. Uh, one of our members, April, she went on to be with the Lord. Okay, well, but when, when she was brain dead, we were believing God. All, one church... All many locations, we all came together. We were setting our faith in agreement. We were all asking. We were calling, April, get the spirit of April. Get back in this body in the name of Jesus. Now, 
Once she got to heaven, she was probably like, I ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all, but no, no, I'm not coming back. And that's fine. Like, I mean, so we'll see her when we get there. But we had the faith to ask for it, though. Like, I, I mean, I, we, we don't mess around. Like, I've been, I, we have, at our church, we've actually been in the in the funeral home and say, hey, calling for, for the joker to pop up, like, out of the out of the casket. Now, you say, oh, Rick, that's kind of crazy. Okay, look, you can say whatever you want, but you will never experience it if you don't ask for it. Like, you have to have the faith to ask for it. Like, you got to open up your mouth. I just told you that God can exceed your wildest imagination, but he's not going to do it if you don't ask for it. Our prayers reflect our belief system. Let me, let me make this clear. Your prayers reflect to God what you believe. So I'm asking you, what are your prayers telling God? Your prayers reflect to God the level of your belief. So I'm asking you. What are your prayers saying to God? Are your prayers saying, God, I believe for this? No. Or your prayers should be like this. Lord, I want everything that you want to do in my life. I'm, I don't want to limit you in any way. I'm talking about, Father, I believe God. Your prayers are showing God how much you believe. You got to pray bold prayers. Put this in the chat. I have the audacity to ask big. I have the audacity to ask for it. I will ask for it today. I will ask for it tomorrow. I will ask, Lord, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold you back. It doesn't, it, listen, you got to ask God. It doesn't cost you anything to ask. If you believe that God wants to do something in your life, open up your mouth and verbalize it. You got to ask for something big. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done. This is, this is a message you might need to listen to again. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I thank you, Father, for helping me to build up my faith by studying the miracles. I now believe that you can and will perform the impossible in my life. I will never doubt your mighty power to work in and through me. You can achieve infinitely more than my greatest re request and my most unbelievable dream. You are capable of exceeding my wildest imagination. You are God and your ways are higher than my ways. So I open up my heart to you. I believe I receive and I ask. I have the audacity to ask for only what you can do. I have the faith that will lay hold of your grace. And living this way, I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, I'm going to have another one. This is a message you might need to listen to again. This is a message you need to share with your friends. If you're not getting my notes, I don't know why. Go to todaysword.org. You get them for free. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get, get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you, y'all. Let's believe God. Let's believe big. Have the audacity to ask for it. Having a great day and a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.